shotglassdigital.com. Attention, everyone. This is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn on your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. again everyone and welcome to rock out loud this is the headbangers ball of the goliverse my name's steve glosson glad to be along with you and tonight i'm going to prove just how unmetal i am but to make up for my lack of metal we've got a woman who has metal running through her veins and i don't just mean the iron that's in your blood i mean heavy metal Well, I guess Iron is a heavy... I don't know. The point is this, ladies and gentlemen. She is the rocker chick to end all rocker chicks. It's Kristen from Jersey. What's up, everybody? So, we've got a fun show tonight, I think. I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this, Steve, for the past, like, two months. You know that. Well, I've... Yeah, you're a a big fan of the the old... It's Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking Halloween songs or or songs that you might want to listen to around the Halloween time tonight. That's what we're talking. Uh, And and you're a big fan of the the Halloween, Kristen. The biggest. It is the most wonderful time of the year. It is my equivalent to Christmas. Like, nothing nothing tops this time of year for me. Hmm. Because what I see Halloween as is the next day we get to start listening to Christmas music. Ugh. Don't, don't you ugh that young lady nope. no hate it. you can't be that way you need nope. to get hey you need to get a little tidings of comfort and joy up in your system no i get that with halloween man oh well <laughs> not not when november december comes and i have absolutely no life because i'm literally just in a shop all the time that's true you do work in retail i do yeah. so i am always always going yeah. my life my life doesn't end from about November 1st to January 15th. So this will be the last episode of Rock Out Loud until January. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will make time, work-life balance, and all that jazz. I will make time for this, Steve Lawson. I hear you. This will be my sanity. I hear you. So being a being a fan of the Halloween, are you a fan of horror movies? Yes. What are but some only certain ones? Okay, well let's 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 get on this train real quick. What are some of your favorites? <sighs> well, okay. I am a huge fan of slasher movies. Mm-hmm. So my all-time favorite Halloween movie is the one and only Halloween. Yes. Amazing. I will. I, uh, I, do you agree? Do you also love it? I love Halloween. It's uh, To me, it's the best scary movie ever made. Completely and totally agree. It's all about that, like, I don't know, like, the music is great and you just feel, you know, paranoid and, like, oh, it's so eerie and amazing. I love it. And then, I mean, I, you know, you can't, you know, not love the cheesiness that is, you know, Friday the 13th and, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I am not a fan of, here are the things I'm not a fan of. I am not a fan of possession movies. Mm, those freak you out, huh? Uh-huh. I still, <laughs> like, confession time, I still have not seen The Exorcist all the way through. I've never seen The Exorcist at all. 
I refuse. Yeah, I just I, refuse. Oh, it's like, I mean, I've seen parts, but then it just starts to freak me out. Like, and I've probably seen the whole movie in like, you know, bits, but I've never seen the whole thing the whole way through. I also really don't like psychological horrors. Like mm -hmm. when I feel like they're just trying to outsmart the audience. And at the end, you're like, well, I have no idea what really happened and what didn't. Which is why I love slasher movies, because it's just like, nope, okay, there's this dude, he's going around, he's killing you, okay, run away from him, pretty, great. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, here we go, oh my god, this music. I will say, though, one really good movie, if people are into, like, kind of, like, slasher flicks, a really good series to check out that's pretty modern is actually Wrong Turn. Um, mm. I was totally surprised by it. It's actually a movie about, um, you know, none of, nothing else than, you know, inbred cannibals. And <laughs> it's freaking amazing. And there's like six of them and they're all really good. Shocker. Seriously. But it's good. Watch it. I, uh, when it comes to Halloween, the movie Halloween, and I mean the original, I haven't seen the Rob Zombie remakes. It's horrible. Don't see them. Um, but the first Halloween is just because it's so low budget. Uh-huh. And I mean, even just the music here. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, this is not even the original Halloween version. This is like some cover, you know, from some cheap CD or some such. But uh, it, because it's so low budget, right down to the movie of just this ding, 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 ding. You know, you just, it, it adds this air, this aura of freakiness and scariness to it. I mean, um, there's that famous story of um, one of the heads of one of the film companies, like, or one of the um, critics that was watching it. She said she saw it without the music, and she was like, "Like, you're billing this as a harm. Like, I, this is not scary at all." And then after John Carpenter did all the music for it, he brought it back to her. She watched it again. And she said, "That is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen." Well, I don't know how she says it wasn't scary because there are those moments where he's just kind of where Michael Myers is like. In the in the sheets when when she's looking out the window and the and she sees the you know the sheets are hanging on the clothesline or whatever uh -huh. and he's just kind of standing there you can kind of see him way off in the distance in the car with just that mask on uh, uh. I don't even know why I have my back to the door right now <laughs> the, I I have the lights on and a candle lit, yeah so. well there you go <laughs> <laughs> like it is seriously like once I mean this week I watched Halloween I watched Carrie. Um, I watched, of course, Hocus Pocus, because who doesn't love, you know, Bette Midler as a witch? Hello. Um, <laughs> you know, I at Beetlejuice, like, this is my time of year, The Lost Boys, where I watch all of my really awesome, great horror flicks. Yeah, now we'll be talking some Lost Boys later on in the show. So, so excited. So, I, we're just going to talk in quotes yeah, when we get to that just point. Get your, uh, just get your Lost Boys hats on, because we're going to get... I don't know that movie well enough to quote it. Steve! But I know, I know. But I do know, I do know that I love the movie. I mean, it's it's the Corys at their best. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's Kiefer Sutherland at his best. Drink some of this, Michael. It's, Be one of us. It's a shirtless saxophone player at his best. Oh, I love him. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're saying that with a little bit of irony to it. Chris. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm being true. Well, before we get too much in the Halloween spirit, let's get through a couple of emails he'll hear just really quickly. Michael Smith chimes in. He says, hey, today I listened to Rock Out Loud for the first time ever. Now, Welcome! This, yes, thanks thanks for coming. Uh, he says, it brought me right back to 1987, sitting around our college apartment and talking about some of the exact stuff. Or parked on the couch Friday nights watching Headbangers Ball and MTV and talking about what we liked and what we didn't. 
Good times. Nice job. Can't wait for the next episode. I have a feeling I'll be mining the show archives this week at work. And that's Michael. Michael, glad to have you along with us. If you don't like the Matchbox 20 episode, don't tell us because it, it offends us. We'll get very upset. But who knows? Because a lot of people listened to that episode and said, I wasn't thinking I was going to like it, but I enjoyed it. And then boom. Boom. Some Rob Thomas right up on you. Um, Chris Losgar. Los- Losgar of the <laughs> Hill People. He chimes in. He says, hi, guys. Love the show. Thanks for getting me through the boring parts of my work week. Loved hearing Hell's Bells and Black Dog make the list of your favorite first songs. I wrote down Immigrant Song or Black Dog. Couldn't decide which should make the list. Here are a few others that came to mind right away that I didn't hear on the show. Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. I almost went there, mm-hmm. but I didn't. So no sense in even talking about why I didn't. I don't know why I didn't. That was a hard <laughs> episode to pick. It was. Because there I don't were so think many anyone good will ones. ever question your love of Guns N' Roses, Steve. No, well, that's good. Uh, Metallica, Inner Sandman. That was never on my radar, yeah, even though neither. I know the song. Uh, he says, uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Nirvana. Nope. Open parentheses. Sorry, Kristen. Close nope. parentheses. Now, listen, I want to make it clear. I'm not a big fan of Nirvana either. I don't know why you're kind of catching. Obviously, I'm the Teflon of this show. I'm just a lot more vocal about it. Yeah. Uh, Running with the Devil, Van Halen. Yep. And We Will Rock You by Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, unrelated, Steve, have you heard Tori Amos cover Smells Like Teen Spirit? Again, sorry, Kristen. A North Carolina girl and her piano. I think you would like it. The only cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit I've ever... No, yes, that I ever thought... That I ever liked is when the Muppets did it for the Muppets. The Barbershop <laughs> Quartet. Uh, also unrelated, like you guys, I saw Def Leppard on tour this summer. I did the meet and greet package. I met the guys I've been listening to for nearly 30 years. I thank them for all the great music and then listen to them crush their greatest hits from the fifth row, dead middle of the stage. It could not have gone any better. You need to hit me up on the Facebook or the email again <laughs> or the Twitter, something, because um, I need to pick your brain and talk to you about that. Ooh, all right. I need to know what the experience was like. Meeting them, you mean? Uh-huh. Oh, speaking of Def Leppard, Kristen. Uh-oh. Friday night, uh, while most people were having a, you know, out having a good time, doing their, living their lives, uh, I was asked to go back to uh, the restaurant here in town that I used to work with and run their grill for them. Uh-huh. So, of course, I did, because Lord knows I can always use the money. So... I was in there, and there was this guy I've not met before. Cool guy, nice enough guy. You know, he was all excited because he found out I was the one. He's like, I hear you're the one I need to talk to about the Marvel stuff. I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know. <laughs> and um, I didn't want to blow his mind quite yet, you know. And uh, and so I walked out to get me a coffee because I needed it. And as I come back in the kitchen, uh, one of our friends is like, hey, you need to talk to him. Dude's name was Walt. You need to talk to Walt. I'm like, why? Uh, about the Marvel stuff? And she's like, no. He just said that Def Leppard's not good. What? Whoa. And I just kind of looked at him. and I, I You should have burned him with some oil or something. I was like, I was like, are you being serious? Like, you don't, you don't think that they're good? You know, because it's like, here's my thing. I can handle it if you're like, well, it's not my kind of music. Yeah. Fine, fine they're not good and so False. and so i just started to um 
I started to break bad on him a little bit. I was like, well, first off, how many bands have a drummer with one arm that can tear it up like, like Rick Allen can, huh? Hmm? What was his response to that? He was oh, just like, he oh. was just like, yeah, I guess so. I'm like, and let's talk about guitar work real quick. <laughs> you know, and I just started going off. I'm like, have you listened to Hysteria? I'm like, that is amazing writing. I said, and then I said, I said, then their vocals. I said, tight harmonies with the way they. Do. I said, Mm-mm. I said, they're too talented all the way around. I said, I saw them live, and they were just. They, I said, and they knocked it out of the park. He's like, yeah, I guess what I saw them live. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I liked them before I saw them live, and I did not like them ironically. <laughs> and he's like, okay, man. I'm like, well, who do you like? What do you listen to? Nirvana. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, it was a lot of newer stuff. Mm. So I'm like, we oh. couldn't be friends. Me and yeah. Walt could not be friends. Don't like, ever send him to rock out loud. Don't worry. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I forget what he said he liked. He said he liked White Snake, and I'm like, how do you like White Snake, but you don't like Def Leppard? Yeah, that's. Uh, I was that's just like kinda, the same wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. He's just trying to be edgy and be like, oh, Def Leppard sucks. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, Kid Rock from Joe Dirt. Okay, gotcha. Wow. Um, <laughs> you have you seen that movie, right? Yeah. Well, you know, in Kid Rock, y'all some Def Leppard stuff. Yeah. You know. I, know. I hate it's that just, guy. Since you're going, you did warn me you'd be sassy tonight. So I did. I'm sassy, guys. <laughs> I am. I am not here for any shenanigans. We are not putting up with some faceless person who nope. I have never met saying that he does not like Def Leppard. That's it. I'm done. Nope. I am done. Doc Zenbitter, thank God he's not in the chat. Good day, sir. <laughs> I said good day. Yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, Paul from Return to the 80s. Uh, I, I don't know if this is a personal message to you or, or not, but he says it's Paul from Return to the 80s, and he, it's to you, Chris. He says, hi, Chris. And hi. He says, I'm thinking of doing a new series on my website, but I may need your help. I think you might possibly like Bruce Springsteen a little. Just a smidge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like some songs. Mm-hmm. Well, he says, well, all I basically know are his huge hits. Oh. The only album I own by him is The Rising, which I love, by the way. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> we need to fix that. Uh-oh. He says, so, do you think you could turn me into a Springsteen fan? Yes. Would you be able to recommend which albums to start with? Yes. I was thinking of posting an article every two or three weeks about my journey to becoming a Springsteen fan. I would cover an album and give my thoughts on each song. I was also thinking I could send you my opinions on the songs in an email, then you could respond and possibly set me straight on a song that I dislike or am missing the point. Beautiful. Let's be best friends. Okay. All right. Paul, I don't appreciate you trying to move in on my uh, my podcasting co-host. <laughs> but he's coming in with the Listen, man. on the Disney side of things, I've already had to come down on Teresa for cheating on me with some other Star Wars Rebels podcasts. So. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. I know. So you just, you back off, Paul. Um, but seriously, hit me up and I will definitely, I mean, the first album I'm going to tell you to buy is Live 7585, which is a triple disc, but. <laughs> so get ready. Get ready, Paul. Get ready to do some running. the best of the best. Here's, here's what I have learned. If you say, Kristen, what are some good songs? to listen to by such and such a group. Kristen starts not with like two or three. They're like, well, here, give these a try and see if you like them. She's like, boom, 15-song playlist. Here you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, when someone has a huge catalog, 
Right. I you got to give a little sampling of everything, a little bit off every album. Sure, sure. It's it's like going and eating at a buffet. Yeah, you exactly. Have to, you, you, have, to, you know, you got to taste. Yeah, you got you to gotta try a little bit of everything and then go back for what you really like. Yep, agreed. Okay. Well, I and I go back several times for what I really like. <laughs> I wish I could do that. I can't. Well, I I mean, I don't need to. So, <laughs> by the way, uh the the poundage keeps going down, ticking off I know. slowly but surely, so that's good. Congrats to you. That's well, awesome. Well, well, not yet. It's not awesome yet. I hadn't even lost a bag of flour. That's okay. It's still you're losing. You're right. going negative. That's, That's great. Right. That's right. Back on that track. Um, I actually we haven't done a big honking show, so I haven't really had a chance to talk about it on a podcast. So, um, so that's hopefully coming soon. Hopefully Friday night. Now you're going to be partying Friday night at, on Halloween, aren't you? I am. Yes. Mm, good deal. Good deal. I'm going to be doing the time warp in really, really, really high heels. Hear ya. I am going to be at home. <laughs> Handing out candy. Do you get trick or treaters? No, I will not. I, my light will be off. What? You heard me. What? You heard me. Like, do you have kids in your neighborhood? Not really. I mean, oh. we, we do, but our little town does does trick or treating so messed up. Oh. It's just different the way they do it. But I live in a place where there's not going to be. Generally, there haven't been a lot of kids trick or treat in this little area um, because I'm right off of the the little highway that runs through town. Okay. And so the neighborhood is a little further back um, from where I'm at. So they kind of hang in there. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't get trick-or-treaters because I live in a place that is very seasonal. Mm-hmm. So no no one sadly comes down my street. But no. it's not fair because I want to scare them and do, like, crazy things and decorate. But yeah. I'm not allowed to because no no one comes to see it. So I uh, I keep the light off just in case some stragglers try to come up. You're like my friend Andrea. Like, my friend Andrea literally just, like, puts her bowl out of candy, shuts the light off, and I, walks inside. I don't even put and candy then, out. I'm like, go buy it at the store. Knock yourself out. That's not the point of Halloween, Steve. Why do you got to be the Grinch? I am the Halloween Grinch. That's true. Oh, yeah. Now, my heart. <clears throat> I have in the past, what I used to do when I lived in another town where I was on a road where kids were all up in it. I mean, like, they almost had to cordon it off because it was so busy. I would leave in the afternoon and go to my friend's house and just hang out there all night until trick-or-treating was over because they would be giving out candy. And so I'm like, you hand, you guys I, you guys got this. Let's let's watch some movies or some such. I'm so, so disappointed, Steve. I'm sorry. Would, I'm sorry. I would kill for trick-or-treaters. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know that you should kill for trick-or-treaters. I don't. Who are you killing for trick-or-treaters? <laughs> Um, the parents of the children that, oh, aren't bringing their, that are bringing wow. their children here. Wow. If the if the Christmas Grinch, Grinch is green, what color is the Halloween Grinch? Orange and black, Orange obviously. And black. Okay. All right. So My favorite colors. They're... Let's go Flyers! <laughs> We're going streaking! We've won three games. Nice. Look Very at that. Exciting. Look at the Flyers doing their thing in hockey that I have know nothing about. Oh, so good. But if you want to start talking college football, let's talk about uh, suspending a kid for four games because he signed some autographs for some money. I know. That's dumb. Stupid. I don't like that. Now, like, completely suspending a season because high school kids are a-holes? Totally love it. Great. I, I completely and <laughs> 100% approve. Ridiculous. All right. Ugh. Well, let's talk some Halloween 
themed music, Kristen. Yee, let's do it. Um, do you want yours in the order that you sent them in, or? Um. See, you're messing with me now, Steve. I don't know it. Yes, let's just say yes. Really? Oh, do, do, as the producer, <laughs> would you like another order? I don't know. I just I really like your first one to be the last one because it's to me it's one of the better ones picked. Ah, really? Yeah. Oh, well, fine. To me, I mean, and it just feels more like this show. But my last song is so creepy. All right, well, we'll put that one last then. Okay, we'll you put... could put you could put my first song down there, okay. but my last song is so creepy and good. All right, well, let's let's do this. Let's start off with one of your picks, um, uh, "My Chemical Romance." How's that sound? That sounds beautiful. This is "Vampires Will Never Hurt You," "My Chemical Romance." supposed to be <laughs> it'll come awkward awkward silences broken up by drums Now, there ain't no sense in all that. There ain't no oh. sense. There's no sense in all the whispering in the middle of a song. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Tell us about Vampires Will Never Hurt You. Because it sounds uh, like they're going to, Kristen. They're not. Because at the end, the last lyrics of the song are, I'll never let them hurt you, I promise. Oh, so, yeah. so it's so like good. a sweet love song. It is. It's like a love song for vampires. Yeah. And how does this How does this play into the, to the I mean, other than vampires being in the title? So, like, I mean, the lyrics are, like, they have, like, that creepy, you know, spooky imagery that early My Chemical Romance was definitely very, very, very big on. Like, my favorite part of the song is, um, we'll shoot back holy water like cheap whiskey. They're always there. Someone get me to the doctor. Someone call the nurse. Someone buy me roses and someone burn the church. We're hanging out with corpses and driving in this hearse. Oh, my God. It's so good. They sound like vampire hunters. Ah. Uh, so like they're just not they're not kidding you know you got all the spot you got to talk about the spikes and you know these like the days and the sun cut like uh I love this band I love the spooky imagery this was the first My Chemical Romance song that I had ever heard ever in my life and it's just it's beautiful it's got a groove to it I you know 
It does until they screamed. Were you feeling it? I, I was feeling it until they screamed. You're exactly right. You you know me well. Yes, I do. So, <laughs> and then they whispered, and I'm not I'm not a fan of the whispering in the songs. Oh, we're gonna have some lots of whispering. I know, especially after we've talked about uh, you know Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween. I'm I'm definitely not not feeling it, not feeling it at all. So I'm going to lighten up the mood a little bit. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> with Bo- with Bobby Boris Pickett's Monster Match. No kidding. Um, <laughs> this is a song by a group called No More Kings. It's called Zombie Me. I died last night. Tripped over my own shoelaces I broke my spine Fell on the sidewalk And I landed on my face And I thought What a way to go After all I've seen Can't just press undo I've become a zombie Me So it's not something you'd necessarily call rocking, but I... It's a fun little ditty. You know who he sounds like, or it reminded me at least of Who's John that? Mayer. Yeah, he does kind of, doesn't he? They they get to a point where he does that thing that some people feel like they have to do where he raps a little bit, you know? Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but then he's like, and all my zombies throw your hands up, or all my zombies say, hey, oh, and there's a big group of... Zombie AOs. That's right. That's right. Soft crowd participation. And so you know, it's a zombie song. It's cute. It's it's fun. You know, it's what it is. What it is. And um, and uh, it's no more kings. They also no more kings is a group that I discovered because of my eighties nostalgia. Okay. They did that song called "Sweep the Leg," and the I vi- don't know that song. It, yeah, it it's fine. And the video they <laughs> they did it with a video that features um, <clears throat> what's the guy Billy Zapka. Johnny okay. from Karate Kid. Okay. And it's all about him being told to sweep the leg. And it's and it's the story from his point of view of Karate Kid. Oh, my God. And so God. the video has him and all of the other guys grown up, Cobra Kai guys, watching, sitting in like an old broke down trailer watching the Karate Kid. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. That he was like, yeah, I'll totally do that. Yeah, yeah. So... So I bought the whole album, which is always a mistake. I, I'm I sometimes I go overboard. I'm like, oh, I like that song. I'll buy the whole album. And See, that's we're what, so opposite. And that's what I did here. So because I love albums. Because you never. Well, my thing is, you never know what you might find on it that you like. Exactly. So that's like, how you get all the weird stuff. Well, that's what I'm saying. I bought the. I said I like this song. I'll buy the album. Good on you. Yeah, I go overboard with stuff like that. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's my point. That's my point. Um, can we talk Twisted Sister for a minute? Um, yeah. What was your introduction to Twisted Sister? Do you remember? What was my introduction to Twisted Sister? Um, I'm pretty sure it was, I mean, 
I want to say, like, watching Metal Mania on VH1 Classic, mm-hmm. like, with my aunt and just seeing those videos when they're like, you are destroying your life with that, that, that garbage. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just, I love it. And then, like, I actually, fun fact, in sixth grade, I actually wrote a research paper on censorship and how it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And my entire paper was focused on the 80s and the PMRC and the Filthy 15. Mm-hmm. And I used a ton of stuff that D. Snyder talked about when D. Snyder went to Congress with Frank Zappa and John Denver to talk about, you know, the absolute, like, ludicrousy, uh, if that's even a word, just yeah. how ludicrous all of that crap was back then. So, and I got a hundred percent and my teacher still says it is one of the best research papers he's ever read. Well, there you go. Oh, I, I would also like to, let's point out the ludicrous, the ludicrousy of, uh, D Snyder, Frank Zappa and John Denver all hanging out. Right. Like those yeah. are the three people that go to Congress to, and like, I don't, like John Denver certainly wasn't being protested and no, definitely no, like, I don't think Frank Zappa was either. So the fact that like those two showed up and they weren't even being targeted, I think is great. Yeah, I could John Denver now. Country road, we're not gonna take it. Um, my introduction to Twisted Sister was not even we're not gonna take it. Okay. My inter- and and this kind of plays into the Halloween a little bit because the the, the movie was always kind of as freaky as it was funny to me. My introduction to Twisted Sister came from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yes. Uh, when he's chasing down his bike on that Hollywood lot, and he runs through, um, <laughs> he runs through the video shoot, and they're like, "Count on me, you're gonna burn in hell." And I'm like, "What is this song? This I is song. <laughs> I almost picked that song. <laughs> oh, I wish you would have. And tell him, <laughs> and tell him, Large Marge sent you. You know. <laughs> and she looked like this. Oh." Good stuff. Well, this is this is one of yours. It's uh, the video was creepy. Let me just tell you that right now. Um, I can imagine this is Twisted Sister, Captain Howdy. See you. 
So what do we learn from this? Stay away from Captain Howdy. Yeah, I mean, we both talked about how we haven't seen The Exorcist, really, and uh, the name of the demon in there, she refers to him as Captain Howdy. Mm. Is that really true? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's what it's referenced as. Well, you just you just ruined that song for me. Sorry. That's not, <laughs> that's not one I'll be putting in the rotation anytime soon. But that's why you have, you know, it's it's so nice to see you all inside my dreamy little world talking about, you know, the little boys and girls. Like, ah, oh, it's just so good. Is and it? it's so creepy. It's like, be, like this song is like being in a horror movie, but like from the eyes of the villain. Yes. Yeah. It It's really, the video was that way too. It, How it, have I never seen this video? I have to look it up tonight. I don't know. It's, it's where I pulled the music from. I'm not going to lie. And uh, I was just like, oh my gosh, D. Snyder looks scary as all get out you know <laughs> he like, is a horror fan can we just not take it anymore can we go back to that <laughs> can we just rock can we just do that you because you can't stop rock and roll yeah, no, right <laughs> it's the price that you got to pay that sorry i'm just referencing songs now that's fine that's fine <laughs> um just moving on here through through the various and sundry lists uh, I had to put this one in here. The only reason I'm not even the, the song I'm about to play, I'm not even going to say is a good song, <laughs> but I put it in here because of the two people that are collaborating on it. Yes. You've got the Lord of Darkness, Ozzy Osbourne and well, Rob Zombie, you know, do you, I don't, I don't know what his nickname is. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Zombie, Mr. Zombie himself, Rob, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can call him Rob. Uh, but it's it's from the I don't know where it's from other than the soundtrack to the Scorpion King of all things, and uh, this is called Iron Head. I mean, you can hear Oazi come in. Oh, that's really that's that's really good. That song. Yeah, it's a cool. It's it's got a it's got a rock to it. You know, I'm not I'm not a big like white zombie fan at all. Um, but I always said if I ever went into professional wrestling, that I wanted my entrance music to be more human than human. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I love I that. I thought you were song. gonna say Dragula. No, which one's that? That's that, like, dig through the... Yes, dig, yeah. That's that. Yeah, that's a good one, too. That's the other one that I like. And I don't know much else by Rob Zombie, to be honest with you, White Zombie. Um, you probably know more than you think, because every song... Like, every song you ever heard that sounds like that... 
is, is probably is them. Yeah, like they have that like very signature sound. Like it's great, and like I love it because it feels like I'm in like you know a tattoo shop in hell, which is fantastic. And mm. I just I really I thoroughly enjoy it. And I mean, I I like like the reason why I get so excited for you know tonight's podcast and Halloween in general is because I love like that creepy odd you know lyrics the imagery the songs so rob zombie just gives all of that to you like yeah. everything's eerie and creepy yeah and and he is someone who does not live up to the image that he portrays as a rocker like he's a fan of all that stuff but like apparently to talk to him he's one of the sweetest guys you'll ever meet yeah apparently i so, i would not know but <laughs> yeah i'm just telling you what i've heard from people who have you know on different on, on different shows and that sort of thing, but I just you know to me when I when I realized that this song was on that particular soundtrack and I don't know why I have the Scorpion King soundtrack by the way. I know that's interesting. Yeah, um, so but it's there. Uh, soundtrack better than the movie, um, but when I saw that listing, I'm like, that's amazing. Rob Zombie and and Ozzy Osbourne together. Yeah, I'm sign me up. How could you not? How could yeah. you not put that on this list? So and and so for a Halloween list, I thought that's perfect because I mean yeah. both of them embodying embody that whole um, Prince image, of Darkness image. Yeah, the whole image <laughs> of of the situation. So um, let's move on to this one now. Fair warning: uh, I'm going to try to bleep out the word. There's a bad word here coming up. I could have sent you the clean version. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to bleep out the bad word. If I don't, it'll definitely be bleeped out on the podcast. It's like the ultimate bad word. I'm just going to say, guys who are listening via the live chat, you've been warned. Um, <laughs> so here we go. This is uh, Jay Gordon. Slept so long. If I can find the play button. Touching you makes me 
I mean, I gotta tell you something, Kristen. What? I dig this song. I love this song so much. Sorry, I think it is so sexy. I love this song. It, you, sexy is the word you're using. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, like, I love I see hell in your eyes. Like, I don't know. I love that line. I don't care. <laughs> it's so good. Um, now, he. this is from the Queen of the Damned soundtrack, isn't it? Yes, it is. The best thing about that movie, the soundtrack. Well, hey, I, th- two in a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of a theme. Hmm. I sense something here. And, like, I love the Vampire Chronicles, and I love, you know, Lestat and, you know, Anne Rice, and they really just totally dropped the ball with this this movie. But the music was incredible, and it is so on point. Uh love. Yeah, I never saw it. I, I, I saw Interview, and then I tried to read Interview. Oh, my God, it's so long. Yeah. She's so wordy in her stuff. Yeah. She loves to describe, like, the tapestries and how things look and all that. She's like George R. R. Martin, who writes Game of Thrones, focuses on food. She writes about, like, decorative stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tolkien wrote that way, too. If you read The Lord of the Rings, uh-huh. I mean, it's like there's a reason that everything looks on those movies like it stepped right off the page, and it's because it was designed as described. Which is great. yeah. But to read it, you're like, oh, my God, I know. I know it's red. You don't have to give me 78, like, adjectives for red. (laughs) (laughs) But this is a cool song. Yeah, it really is. Like, and the cool thing, too, with the soundtrack was the soundtrack had all the different individual singers on there. But in the movie, it's just one guy that's singing all the songs. It's the lead singer of the band Korn. Okay. So on the soundtrack, I mean, I like this version way more than the one in the movie, hence why I told you to get this one. But like, it, it's just so eerie, and like, I love how heavy it is at the same time. Like this song is like it just sounds like a va- like a vampire wrote it. Like it sounds like Lestat really did write it. I love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's like I say, it's got a good groove to it. Yes, I like it. I dig it. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and throw this one out there. Mm, yeah. Oh, what was that? <laughs> I was trying to decide something. You know what? I'm gonna throw this. I'm really gonna shake things up. We're about to do a major mashup here of podcast. Uh oh. Um. This is a wrestling theme. Yes, it is. It's The Undertaker from the Ministry of Darkness. Yes, it is. Now, Kristen, as a wrestling fan, I'm not you. I'm a wrestling fan. Um, you know, of course, I always recognize, uh, you know, the Undertaker's theme when he'd come out. It was that, you know, it's like some kind of funeral dirge or whatever. 
Yep, love it. And then toward the end of the uh, 90s, um, he he had this gimmick where he was like a, a, a cult leader, basically. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, his music changed from just that organ music to what you just heard. <laughs> and I'm like, that's amazing. I like it. And it is music that I will listen to on a regular basis. <laughs> I just like the bell. Like, I love how that bell sounds. Like, gong. It's great. And there's also, um, there's also a version of this where he, like, does some kind of weird Latin chanting at the beginning. Uh-oh. Mm-mm. None of that. Don't need, <laughs> don't need any of that. No, no thank chanting, you. no whispering. Yeah, no thank you very much. <laughs> I am fine. I don't, I don't like the chanting or the whispering in these songs. Mm-mm. This is this is supposed to be music that I want to listen to, not music to freak me out. But but that's know. the whole theme of tonight. I know, I know. <laughs> so, but I couldn't find the one where he's chanting, so I'm I went with that one. But you know what? You're you're right. I'm just gonna say you're right. You gotta love this moment. Oh my! I get chills. You know it's coming. I used to love The Undertaker. And I used to like love in the late 90s where like all the lights would go off and all you hear be dong and everybody would freak. I was like, oh my God, The Undertaker's here. It's so good. There was, um, and I'm not going to get into wrestling talk with you. <laughs> I just thought I'd bring that up, bring that one up. So, um, uh, Chris is right. It is freak out music. <laughs> It is freak out music. It really is. When that stuff hits, it's time to go nuts. Um, <clears throat> all right. So this is the one that I think most represents this more than anything else we've played tonight. I think kind of represents the most of the spirit of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of your picks. It is Alice Cooper. Welcome to my nightmare. And there are some performers that just ooze the spirit of Halloween. Oh, yes. And Alice Cooper's act is one of those things. Yep. Um, I mean, he is he he made a name on on being this ghoulish type person. Shock rock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even more so than Kiss, I think. Um Kiss Kiss was more like superheroes almost. Yes. And uh but but Alice Cooper was like he's the king of shock rock. 
In I mean, opinion. he chopped his head off during shows. You know, you had the big, you know, Frankenstein that would come out. Mm-hmm. You had the snake. I mean, he, Alice Cooper's, he, like, there are so many interviews where he talks about it. And he's like, you know, everyone had, you know, the rock and roll hero, but no one, there was no rock and roll villain. And I wanted to be the rock and roll villain. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wanted to be the bad guy. And not that he is a bad guy personally, but no, he I'm wanted just... to portray that, you know, that bad guy, that evil on stage. And Own, owns a sports bar somewhere and just golfs all golfs. the time. Yeah. I think he found Jesus at some point in his life. <laughs> I love him, man. I would have loved to have seen Alice Cooper, like, in his prime in, like, in the 70s when, you know, that was the place, that was the show to go to, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's, you know, and he's one of those people that the legend built up around him. Yep. You know, of just how he became Alice Cooper and all this stuff. And he's like, I'm not Alice Cooper. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm just this guy. That's my character. That's why I play right. on stage. Exactly. Exactly. So it's always funny to hear those people talk about it. Like, yeah, that's not, I was not given these words through a mystical Ouija board. I was just. <laughs> it's like, so Alice, what do you think of? I'm not, I'm not Alice. Right. Right. That's not my name. Son of a Baptist preacher. Mm-hmm. Him and Axel. <laughs> oh, Axel. Oh, Axel. Bless your heart. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm really, I was torn, uh, for a couple more of these picks and um mm, sounded like a car with a very loud muffler just drove by your house it did okay (laughs) there is this thing in the south and i don't know if it's anywhere else but in the south where people feel like they've got to put pipes on their trucks or whatever to make them louder oh yeah it's here too because i live in the pines why would why I don't want it's the stupidest thing because they have to make up for lack of other things that's uh stupid I just don't <laughs> like it um you know what Kristen because we haven't talked about him I feel like in honor of the dancing pumpkin head man yes we need to play this I just can't hear this song anymore without thinking of that dancing pumpkin head guy. You're welcome. Now, if anyone, if anyone's wondering what we're talking about, uh, if you're listening to this, you're like, dancing pumpkin head guy? What are you talking about? We're talking about a guy dancing with a pumpkin head. <laughs> just Google dancing pumpkin head guy or YouTube it and it'll come up. It's about a, about a minute long video. And it was, it actually, I, because I was so amazed by this thing uh several years ago a station in oklahoma suddenly had a guy just pop up on screen dancing and i use that term loosely to ghostbusters and uh and and then they cut away from him and went back about the newscasting and everything 
he would pop up at, on a couple other things that this that this news organization did. But when you take that video, there's a GIF set of it of him just doing the thumb thing that he does. <laughs> but uh, but if you take the video, and at about the 12 second mark after it gets past all the little introduction while he's rising up, and he just and you he anything you put him dancing to it fits. Anything. Anything. Just turn the sound Anything. down and let the guy go. But now, Ghostbusters, to me, you know, it's no secret I'm a child of the 80s. Yep. Ghostbusters hit big in the 80s. Um, it is a tour de force. Dan Aykroyd, uh, Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, Winston. Um, it, it's just... It, I love the movie, but there are moments where it is actually kind of creepy. Yeah. And um, and and because you can see the difference in me and Chris. If there's any show, Kristen, that's ever really put on display the differences between us, I think it's this one right now that we're doing tonight. <laughs> you know, because he's like, oh, let's play Ghostbusters. That'll be fun. And Kristen's like, no, we're going to play Marilyn Manson. Yes. So, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, but you I, know. But Bustin makes me feel good. <laughs> it totally does. It is like, I mean, let's be real. You go to any Halloween party and you're going to hear this song. Oh, yeah. Like, you're going to hear Ghostbusters. Like, everyone has seen it. It brings back great memories for everybody. And, like, it's it's got that total 80s thing where, like, you know, it has that cheesiness. And that's not a bad thing. Mm-mm. Like, even horror movies in the 80s were really super cheesy. So it has all that crazy, you know, over-the-top, bombastic 80s stuff going on. Well, this it's is great. This is, how, this is how much things would stick in the 80s. Uh, the first Nightmare on Elm Street is just this bloody, weird mind freak mm-hmm. of a movie. Um, by the time you get to, to, to Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, you Freddy has become like this iconic figure in american pop culture yep you know same thing with jason a lot of people don't even realize that mm, i don't know if i should even say this jason spoil something (laughs) yeah that jason may or may not be the killer in friday the 13th you know but even just just some big dude in a hockey mask just wearing a hockey mask became or a goalie mask i should say became uh something that you could just you could go buy a cheap one and dress up and that and you suddenly you were a big monster you know but you were also cool because he he just became part of the american pop culture nothing else there was no i mean i know we dog on the 90s a lot around here but you know i think of the big movie franchises that come out of the 90s uh scream yep you, you know ghostface got to be popular but you don't really you know he's not necessarily a character like a freddy or a jason Nope, he doesn't have that. And I mean, not that Jason has personality, but Freddy is like so charismatic. Yeah. Like you yeah. laugh at him, you laugh with him. Like well, there's just something about him that you like. You, we're never going to see Ghostface versus Saul. No, we're never, never. going to see that movie. No, you know. So. <laughs> and I mean, he, like Ghostface even had. I mean, like it was obviously the two guys, but like you know, he had that whole. It was. It did have that kind of like that funny edge to it, where yeah. it was. We're taking every horror movie stereotype and we're applying it to this. I did like the Scream movies, by the way. I'm not. I I'm too. not dogging on them. I do like the Scream movies. I also. Um, did, did you see Cabin in the Woods? I did see Cabin in the Woods. That is a that is a cool little movie to me. Yeah. You didn't like it? No, 
not so much. I like the fact that it took the it it kind of took the scream concept of taking those horror movie stereotypes and it just kicked it up like three notches to be like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, I'm like, what is this? I mean, it was better than turning uh, Michael Myers into a reality show. Oh my God, that was atrocious. Dave and I were talking about that the other night, uh, just off air. We were talking about. Um, he, we were going through the history of Halloween. Oh my God! <laughs> I would have loved to have been on that call. And, and just how each one fit into the whole saga and everything. I mean, let's be real. The only three Halloween movies that like hold like any sort of water, where it's like cool continuity, got it, is one, two, and H two O, and that's it for me. Like the series ended after H two O. Really? So you're not a fan of like four, five, six? I will watch them and I enjoy them, but in terms of like you know, what I own and what I will, like, put on and watch every single mm-hmm. Halloween, I care more about 1, 2, H2O mm-hmm. rather than 4, 5, 6. H- and I, I thank you for not even including 3. Well, well, 3 is a... See, that's the thing. Let's have a seat, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to some history here. John Carpenter originally intended for the Halloween movies to be, like, an anthology series. Yeah. To where, like, Halloween 2 wasn't necessarily supposed to be Michael Myers. Nope. You know, and that's why Halloween 3 is the masks and everything. Um, and it so didn't work. Well, it didn't work because people had kind of bought into this this character, this slasher, you know, and wanted to know more about him. So then you get Halloween 4. Was Halloween 4 the curse of Mike Myers? Ooh. And then there was Halloween 5. And then Halloween 6, they actually build originally as like Halloween 666, you know. Yes. But now is H2O the one where she cuts off his head at the end? Yes, it is. And does he blink? What do you mean, does he blink? Does the face blink? Does his head blink? No. Okay. <laughs> well, and then what was the one after H2O? Halloween H2O Resurrection. H2O was Resurrection with yeah. Buster Rhymes, where it was a reality show. Right. That's the one that was the reality show. Do and you then know, you got the remakes. Do you know that it was originally, that one of the ideas was for her to actually be under the mask when it was all said and done? Really? Mm-hmm. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah, that would have kind of changed things up, huh? Because, like, I don't know, I, the reason why I love H2O is because I love how, you know, yes, she was living in fear and she was afraid and all that sort of stuff. But, like, when she is, like, when she closes the gate and is walking up the driveway with that axe and just screams, Michael! Like, yeah, it's like she's had enough. Thing. Yeah, it's time. We're done. Yeah, it's like, I am tired of your crap. Yeah. I'm not taking it today. Yeah, I stabbed like you I stabbed you in the eye that one time, and that's about it. And, you know, 2 is the one that I'm the least familiar with. Really? I don't know why I haven't seen I think I've seen 2 maybe once, and I don't even know if I saw it all the way through. Wow. See, I like 2 because, it, you know, it goes off of what happened yeah. like, that night. And I, it has one of my favorite kills. This is going to sound so bad. It has one of my favorite kills in it where, like, he's walking down the hallway and the nurse is in front of him. He gets a scalpel and he's like, stabs her in the back and the spine. He just, like, lifts it up and, like, picks her up and then her shoes plop down to the ground. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just really good. And then at the end, like, Loomis lights a thing, the, the oxygen tank, and then he it, like he burns, and he's walking out, he's all, like, on fire. Oh, man, you can't kill the boogeyman. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. I swear, my assistant manager hates Halloween and hates Michael Myers, so I will just, like, walk around, and I'll just be, like, caught behind her, and I'll be like, he's going to get you, he's going to get you, he's going to get you. The boogeyman is coming, and she's like, shut up. Um, I may... I may order that right now. You should. 
Halloween too. You should. Because I've got Halloween, and I should just, and that's what I should do Friday night. Yes. Is just sit here, do the big honking show, and watch Halloween. That would be amazing. Now, didn't they call Michael Myers? Didn't they like call him the Shade in that? One? The Shape. The Shape. Yes. Okay. I thought because it was the you know shade. he's more than a man. He is the yeah. Shape. Yeah. Well, and the whole thing that I like with Michael Myers too is they really do kind of play on that boogeyman thing where like, you know, a window's open, he's gotten through it. Oh, mm-hmm. you're running at top speed, he's going to walk and he's going to be ahead of you. Yep. Like I love how there's something supernatural about him, but not necessarily like it's not like, oh, he's got these crazy powers, but like I just really I like the whole concept of the boogeyman. I I like that's why they call him the shape. Halloween 4 is the return of Michael Myers. Halloween 5 is the revenge of revenge. Michael Myers. And Halloween and 6 is the curse. Curse of, of yes. Myers. I've only seen the curse like once. I remember me and my grandma. It's the most rare. It is like it one of the is. most rare. Yeah. We got it at Blockbuster one time. Like they finally, we kept asking, we're like, are you going to have this? Are you, because we had never seen it. And everyone was like, you have to watch it because that's, it has a big Loomis moment and all this stuff. And then we finally got it and we're like, that was kind of crap. I feel bad that he died. Like, I totally sympathize. Spoiler alert. Well, no, he died in real life. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, it was was sad because Loomis, I mean, was such a huge part of that entire franchise. Yes, yeah. Love. But, yeah, me and my grandma are all about the Halloween stuff. She actually showed me Halloween for the first time when I was seven. Totally terrified. I was was convinced that he was outside my window. Mm -hmm. Paul Rudd is in Halloween 6. Stop. Are you serious? Serious business. Wow. How about that? Paul Rudd's been in, like, everything. Yeah. He's he's Ant-Man. I he know. Is. He has not aged. Nope. He's Maybe he's he's like Keanu Reeves like that. Yeah. They kind of... Oh, my God. I wonder... They must be in some kind of secret club together, like, in Death Becomes Her. I think they've both taken the potion. Now, um... <clears throat> I like that we just went on like a 20 minute We hug. did. Well, and we're about to go even on more in, in, a, in a moment after this last pick by you here. Uh, because I intentionally did save this one last one for last because I called it and you and you got mad that I called it. Um, so we'll go ahead and do this one and get me sufficiently creeped out again. Yes. Yeah. So uh, this is uh, Marilyn Manson, of all people, the nobodies. To be honest with you, in terms of Marilyn Manson music, this to me is one of his least creepy ones. You think? See, yeah. I just love that. Like, yeah. I love that. Like, it's just, it's so 
eerie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I was a, I was gonna pick. I put a spell on you, and then I was like, no, because I just love that like eerie. You know, it almost sounds like a Jack in the Box song. <laughs> I love yeah. it, and I yeah. I just like I love how the song constantly repeats. And I have this thing where repetition freaks me out. So like mm. with the Halloween theme song, how it's just like like it it's just eerie to me. Yeah. So all like it just keeps repeating, you know, today I'm dirty. I want it to be pretty. Tomorrow I know I'm just dirt. And then you get to the chorus, but then it goes right back to that verse. So it's just like, oh, that's eerie. It's like like nursery rhymes freak me out, man. It's oh, like, yeah. Nope. Well, now we've learned something new about Kristen tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Don't repeat things. Yeah. Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet. Stop it. Uh-uh. Stop it. Along came a spider. Mm-mm. Sat down the spider. Speaking of spider. I killed a spider in my car the other day. Congratulations. And I didn't run myself off the road. Look at you. Multitasking. Yep. Killed it with a CD. Luckily, it was one that was all scratched and gross. Oh, but okay. I, killed I was going to say, you, you got to be careful doing that. I, it was gross. Yeah. So I was just like, Geet, please die, please die. And it was big. I was not, I was not oh, here for that. I don't need any big spiders in my car with me. Nope. Again, not scared of spiders. Just don't want something crawling up my leg that I don't expect to be there. Right? See, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just not, uh, you know, I'm not crazy about them necessarily. Mm-mm. So I don't blame you. I got to tell you, good, good, good pick on that Marilyn Manson one, though. Did you enjoy that? I, I, I enjoyed it pretty good. Good. Not, See, not, I, not, I think I could definitely give you some Marilyn Manson songs that you would enjoy. Yeah. Now, Kristen, here's a movie I think we both have love for. And this is, to me, it's a creepy song, but it's one of those that I can listen to at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not that creepy. It's Cry, Little Sister, from The Lost Boys. It's the theme of The Lost Boys. The last fire will rise Behind those eyes Black house will rock Blind boys don't lie Immortal so clear through broken walls that scream I hear cry little sister I think if you want to do creepy, other than repetition and whispering and chanting, um, I think one of the things you can do is just throw children in the mix. Yep, little kids. Yep, and uh, and just have them quoting random Ten Commandments. <laughs> yep. It's like, oh, okay. This song, I don't understand, but it's it, you know, it it's it just kind of it's grips you, and it and it is such a great backdrop for the lost boys it is and i mean Mm. this song is constantly interwoven throughout the movie yes like it's something it always it's almost like you know jaws or halloween or something like that where you know that music plays and you know something's about to Mm -hmm. happen right down to like every now and again they'll just have like the acapella the children 
kill. What like the? when poor David mm. gets impaled. Spoiler alert. Mm. Why are you saying poor David? Because it's just sad. Like, do you see how he looks? Like, he just looks so, like, I don't know. Like, wow, I can't believe this really happened. Wow, my life sucked. <laughs> like, you just, you just kind of feel bad. Hmm. Hmm. I now, mean, and look who the head vampire was. Like, what a total D-bag. Yes. Yes. Mm-mm. Uh, Never look. invite a vampire into your house, you silly boy. It renders you mm. powerless. Oh, gosh. That whole... And the way they just prep the house... Yep. The the whole A team moment of like filling up the bathtub with holy water and garlic and you know the garlic gar- don't work, boys. Try holy water, death breath. <laughs> Love it. Good. It's one thing I hate about Santa Clara. All the darn vampires. <laughs> now I have there are multiple versions of this song, by the way. Yes, there are. Um one's by like an emo band. Is that the one by Aiden? Uh-huh. Yeah, this one. I got yep. it. I got it. I got it. We'll talk. And I get, you know, you know me. I get obsessed with covers. We've talked about this before. Yep. I actually <laughs> thought this was a pretty good cover. Really? Uh, Yeah. I didn't see the movie, The Tribe. Oh, God. I heard bad. it was bad. Bad. Um, But, uh, I mean, you look, you can't get any better than the Frog Brothers in a comic shop. Being like, you need to read up on this and throw him a vampire comic his way. I don't read horror comics. You'll like this one, Mr. Phoenix. <laughs> it might just save your life. <laughs> I gotta get to the chorus on this one. Um, I also, like, one of my favorite things in the entire movie is just like, and it's a Frog Brother moment where it's like, as a matter of fact, we're almost certain that ghouls and werewolves occupy high positions in City Hall. Yes. Like, it's just, like, got that conspiracy theory. Like, there are those crazy kids mm-hmm. that have just spent way too much time watching horror flicks. And, and, but at the same time, there are these freaky moments, man, where they're all hanging from the bridge or whatever. Yes. Oh. I, I dug this little version. I was okay with it. Okay. By Aiden. The one that I do struggle with, and I wonder why I have it, is, is this one. It sounds like you're kind of doing the original. But you're not, Kristen. Mm. Mm-mm. No. Get your glow sticks out, everybody. Oh, God. Get your pacifiers in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite that bad. But it is... Um, it's interesting. This is... G. Tom Mack. So, which is just another name for Gerard McMahon, who originally did the song. Oh, G. Tom Mack. Uh oh, here we go. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing with that. It's just so abrupt. Yeah, I mean, just goes right into it. And it's like, get your glow sticks working. Here we go. We're going to have a dance party now. Uh, but I, I'll pull that out every now and again for a good dance party. Oh, my God. Now, did you have a favorite vampire in the movie, Steve? Mm, oh, the girl. Star. <laughs> That's not Star. She's not really fun. Mm, 
Well, but she's fun to look at. Oh God. Sorry. Uh, no, I love Kiefer Sutherland's character in in that movie. He's just so because you think he's the one. Uh huh. You know, and and they and that's what's so great about that moment. Um, you know, when when the reveal is made, it's just that. You because you've been thinking, well, this guy's just some punk kid that b- became a vampire, and he's the one. He's leading the whole crew, and then no, he's not. Nope. And um, <clears throat> and and the way they go, oh, it's just he's he's scary. He's cocky, you know. And yeah, you and, don't have to beat me, Michael. You just have to try and keep up. Mm. <laughs> It maggots, is, Michael. You're eating maggots. How do they taste? I mean, it is a, it is a, it is an '80s movie left and right. There's nothing not '80s about that movie. Oh, absolutely not. The but outfits, it, the hair, the music—it's great. This is Kristen's favorite part of the movie when they're all at the, uh, all at the, all at the boardwalk, and this guy's playing. Yes. <laughs> who, yes. Who is this guy? I mean, like, there's this dude, shirtless but with some leather straps, just kind of pelvic thrusting with his uh, with his sack. Oiled up. And hair slicked back. Oh, been out of the cave for four days. Only as far to light my way. I wanna give out. I want to give in. I love that you know the lyrics. Oh, yeah. Well, here's... Now, here's a shocker. This song was covered by a Christian artist. Stop. By the way, his name is Tim Capello. Tim Capello. I've got it right here. This, this, is, this is a guy named Russ Taff covering this song. Right there. That's I mean that's all you need is that. Yeah. So that's how I mean like I was like that's amazing. They they he covered I still believe. So good. You know, uh, and and it's a trip. It's a trip that this that it's the weirdest connection to Lost Boys I've ever seen in my life. It's iconic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh there it is. I, I feel like Lost Boys was one of the last like total like movie where the vampires were just totally badass. And like the thing that I love about Lost Boys, and I tell all my friends that haven't seen it, I'm like, okay. How many vampire movies have you seen? And they're like, you know, you know, I've seen like, you know, Twilight and I've seen, you know, Interview with the Vampire, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, okay, how many of those movies did you have the vampires enjoying being a vampire? Hmm, not torture. And they sit there and they think and they're like, well, none, really. Like, exactly. In this movie, the vampires enjoy being the vampires. Yeah. And they don't sparkle. No, they don't. And they are completely and totally way 100% hotter than Edward Cullen could ever be. Well, all right. I mean, Billy Worth is Dwayne. Hello. Hello, sir. 
and there you were getting on to me about the about the girl. So. Well, yours is just an easy way out. Well, <laughs> come on. I love Grandpa in the movie. How about that? He's not all, a vampire, though. I know, but all the weird taxidermy stuff. There was a lot of speculation. There's like conspiracy theories that the grandpa was a vampire. I'm like, but he was in the daylight. Mm. Makes no sense, man. Wasn't Max in the daylight, son? Um. Did we never see Max in the daylight? We never saw Max in the daylight, no. Wow. Because she goes over his house in the daylight, but remember, Thorn attacks her. Yes, that's right. And then you see him at the the video shop at night, yep. and then he comes to her house for dinner at night. It's always at night. Mm-hmm. That's true. Don't invite anyone into your house, guys. If we learned anything tonight, never invite a vampire into your house. Indeed, indeed. And, and get some holy water and garlic. And yeah, and fill up your bathtub. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, Kristen, I think that's going to wrap us up. Ah, oh, so good. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, you can email us at rockoutloudpod at gmail.com, rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash rockoutloudpodcast, and we're on Twitter at rockoutloudpod on Twitter. Kristen is at Xboxing the Stars. I'm at Steve Glosson. We'd love to play with you between shows. Don't forget to head over to geekoutonline.com. Use the Amazon link to find most, if not all, the songs we've discussed uh, on the show tonight. And uh, you can purchase them through Amazon's MP3 download service there. And I'm telling you, it's a great service. It interacts with your iTunes and does everything you need it to. And it it's really works out. And it helps us out over the show. Thanks to everyone who supports us through Patreon at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. It means the world to all of us. It means the world to me. And it's really helped uh, make these shows better from a technician side of view, side of, side of things. And uh, we're just that's what we're aiming to do, get better and better and better. So until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Kristen. We'll see you next time on Rock Out Loud. Rock on. Rock on, guys. Happy Halloween. <laughs>